We're off greens as our sponsor this half hour. Uh, Uno is a completely different dog since I started feeding him rough greens. It's not a food. It's a supplement that you put on his uh, food. It is and my, my wife. Uh, Uno and I were fine when she was gone. Uh, you know, I made his food, but she's, she is adamant that it has to be done a certain way. The rough <laughs> greens before she left had to be mixed in. Now we've changed dog foods, and now she says, no, it has to be on top. I can't keep track. Uno eats it either way. Mixed in, on top, he doesn't really, he's not a human. Uh, this message to my wife, mainly sorry about that. Get uh, get Rough Greens right now, roughgreens.com slash back. You get a free bag just to see if your dog will like it. I'm guessing he will. You just pay for the shipping and handling, and then after you know for sure that he likes it, all you have to do is just order a bag and watch the changes in your dog. Roughgreens.com. America, it's Monday. And I know, I know. I, ouch, right? It's Monday. But I have good news for you. No matter what's happening in your life, no matter how bad you think it is, no matter how bad the news is, I want you to look at life today this way. At least you're not the mayor of Portland. We begin there in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So Tyler wrote in about his experience with American financing. By the way, thank you so much for uh, listening and then trying these things and letting me know how things went. He uh, wrote in and said, hey, Craig was. Craig was super helpful in securing a, a lower interest rate for refinance. The entire process was quick and it was easy. I uh, was contacted quickly and my questions were answered and I was able to defer two months of payments and the closing was a breeze. They came right to my house. This is great. Now, Tyler's experience could be your experience if you call American Financing today. If you are fiscally responsible and you want to find a way to save yourself hundreds, if not $1,000 or more a month, all you have to do is call American Financing. Tell them what you have in credit cards. Tell them what your mortgage is. Tell them what your mortgage rate is and watch what happens. When you pick up the phone and call American Financing, you're making a decision that will affect your life positively. Uh, I highly recommend, if you are fiscally responsible, do everything you can to get the mortgage rate down as far as you can and get out of those high-interest credit cards. American Financing, available now at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or you can find them online at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hey, Stu, welcome to uh, Monday. Thanks, Glenn. I uh, appreciate that. Yeah, it was great. I uh, burnt, I took the uh, my kids' food out of my oven last night and 
um, but with my bare hand, which was a terrible idea, apparently. And so I just what? scorched my. Ugh. Can I see? I mean, it's it, you, it's going to be hard. You're not going to be able to see anything. But I basically it, I had a towel, but it sort of, I guess, moved right as I was picking it up. So I, oh, it's I good, to, good to reach into the oven with a towel. Well, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. It was we're in, we're <laughs> in holder or was well, it a towel? It was a towel because, of course, obviously, my house was filled with water. So now I'm living upstairs and none of the stuff is anywhere. So I just grabbed mm-hmm. a towel thinking, I don't know, as an adult, I'd be able to figure it out and not go to the emergency room. So I had to, that was my. Has night. this just been the Ugh. worst Yes. I, I curse anybody who says, hey, 2020, I can't wait till 2021. Yeah. I told you at the time I will curse you. I'm cursing you right now. It only gets it worse. It is the Each worst year. year. Mm. We had golf ball size hail, and I just traded a truck in, our farm truck, for a new truck. I had it for two days, and now golf ball hail. It's it's just riddled. It looks like I, I put it out in front of a driving range. I mean, it is just two days, two days old. Incredible. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, but when no matter what is happening in your life, mm-hmm. no matter what is happening, thank your lucky stars. You are not Ted Wheeler today. Ted Wheeler is the mayor of Portland. Uh, now, remember, what was it last week where he came out and said, well, I've had enough of this. Oh, boy, let me tell you something else about Andy Farr. Got to get rid of those guys. Yeah, after multiple years of them destroying the city, he's decided to talk mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to get rid of them. And, uh, you, you, you know any of these cretins, you call the police. Wait a minute, call the police? You you hated the police. <laughs> what, what happened? What happened? Well, that's kind of what uh, Antifa is now saying. What happened? See, they didn't like him before. You see, they want something uh, called uh, anarchy. So uh, Antifa has made a a, a nice little uh, video uh, that is spooky as hell. I want to play it for you. I want you to listen. This is how far out of control Portland is. Listen. Hello. We come to you as a small collective from within the anarchist and anti-fascist community. We do not speak for the whole, as each individual may carry different ideologies and beliefs about how things could, should, or will be accomplished. We hope with this message to simply convey a few points that are commonly agreed upon within this community. The mayor of this city is undeserving of his position. He has made it abundantly clear that windows to him are more important than human lives. But we are not just challenging the idea of having Ted as a mayor. We are challenging the idea of having mayors at all. We want abolition. Abolition is absolute. If peaceful marches, speeches, and voting were enough to bring about that goal, then we would have already been there. Window smashing and riots are a necessary escalation when those in power have proven that they are unwilling to listen and have made the choice to ignore you. We are moving with a sense of urgency because not only is the system destroying us, it's destroying the very planet that we live on. This movement encompasses the liberation of all those oppressed by the system, whether it be black, indigenous, Hispanic, etc. Nobody owns this movement, and wanting to or trying to claim ownership of this movement just leads to more division, which is counterproductive to all of our goals. We are on the same side, though. 
And the more time we spend fighting each other, the less energy we have to fight the true enemy. So let's start local, with our own city's failed leadership. Ted, we are asking for the last time that you resign. If you ignore this message outright, the destruction to your precious way of life is going to escalate. Blood is already on your hands, Ted. But next time, it may just be your own. Okay, 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 okay. Well, that's nice. It ends with the uh, address of the mayor's house. Okay, look, uh, may I just go through this here uh, quickly? Um, first of all, he says, uh, we represent, I represent Antifa, but I don't really speak for everybody <laughs> because it's a collective and I can't speak for everybody in it because everybody has their own ideas. Now, this is a really interesting thing because we're all supposed to kowtow and think exactly what anyone tells us to think. But Antifa, apparently, at this stage of the game, has more respect for diverse opinion than current society does. Okay. Then they tell you exactly what they want. They don't, they don't want justice. They think justice is eradicating the entire system. Now, that seems like a threat to, I don't know, all of us. Uh, you know, when they say, oh, no police, we don't really mean no police. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Then they say this is a necessary escalation because nothing else is working and global warming. They're looking for the liberation of everyone. Now, this goes to a story that I will tell you uh, in just a little while about how Los Angeles is thinking about letting 76,000 prisoners out onto the streets. Uh, then, strangely, Antifa says, look, we have some problems with some uh, people, but uh, we all really need to work together. What? <laughs> what? What? So we all need to work together. This is a call for everyone on the left to put our differences aside and fight together because we can win if we fight together. We might want to remember that one. Then the next tip is think local. Huh. Maybe we should remember that one as well. Then it ends with a threat to the mayor. Now, here's uh, what Andy No had to say about this. Uh, he said, you know, the police and the FBI are now looking into uh, this uh, this video and who posted it, et cetera, et cetera. Andy No was the first person uh, to point out that the user Hazy1312 was the per first person to promote the video and follow the obscure newly created account, not a threat. Uh, so. Um, Hazy1312, he writes, looks like a response has been formed to some of the anarchists in Portland after recent comments made by Ted Wheeler. Now, this guy is a far-left journalist. 1312 is coding for uh, ACAB, all cops or whatever. Um, and Hazy1312 is wearing the same mask. As the guy in the video on his little picture up there on the corner, he's wearing the same mask. Uh, and uh, by the way, 
uh, it was the the website uh, had been um, uh, created right before it was released. And somehow or another, this guy just stumbled onto it. Oh, my gosh, look at this. <laughs> so I'm not sure it's going to be hard for the FBI, but maybe maybe it will. Maybe maybe this guy had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm sure I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure that's um, anyway. Uh, so we have this ad. We also have had uh, assaults in Seattle and all through Oregon. Uh, but it's not just there in Austin. Do we have the um, the sound of the communists marching through Austin? So there they are carrying the red flags. No, no, no. It's it's not a sign of communism at all. Then the <laughs> then the uh, driver that goes through the protesters blocking the road. Uh, the protesters, uh, I believe this one was in Seattle as they were trying to. Look at this. They're just on top of the car. Good. I mean, wh- what are you going to do? Are you actually going to stop? I'm not. I'm driving on. These people just jumped on the car and he moved. He moved on. Uh, here's a student leader encouraging uh, the students in Minneapolis to place fake calls to the police and make their lives hell. Listen to this. You say disrupt UMPD. What exactly do you mean by that? Make their lives hell. Annoy the out of them. Okay. I'm saying, what are they over? Do we know? I don't know if Amy, you know, if Morgan, you mentioned stuff with UMPD. Like, use up their resources make their officers show up to something. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's talking. Unfortunately, we lost the audio there. Gosh, I'm sorry we couldn't hear more. Mm. The girl is Lauren Myers. She's the chief financial officer for the Minnesota Student Association. And get this. She's the co-chair of the Office for Student Affairs Mental Health Committee. <laughs> so... You're feeling pretty good if you, you know, hey, my daughter, my son's going to college, you know, in Minnesota. He's kind of having a hard time. He's struggling, you know, feeling a little low. Oh, that's great. Go, go to the mental health committee. You got, you got Lauren Myers there. She'll certainly help. Uh, by the way, it's a felony, maximum fine of $20,000, and could be, uh, could be followed by a 10-year prison sentence. For making false calls to the police, but that's you know, be- don't worry about it. Clearly, because the law has been set up to discriminate against people breaking the law, and no one talks about that. Well, you just did, and I thank you for it. <laughs> You're welcome. I, <laughs> you know, you you make so much sense. You make so much sense, and uh, you know, between you, I don't know who my favorite person is. You or the creepy. Oh, Ted Wheeler, we're coming for you. <laughs> I just don't know. Do you have any? I mean, I feel really um, bad for Ted Wheeler. I mean, no, I'm nervous for Ted Wheeler. I wouldn't want to be Ted Wheeler. I don't know what I would do if I were Ted Wheeler. I would take this very seriously if I were Ted Wheeler. But I, 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 I feel for him as a fellow human being. But intellectually, I really don't have that much sympathy for him. 
he's allowed this to go on in his community for so long when everyone outside of the community he was saying, grow it. yeah, and everyone outside of the community was saying, hey, that sounds like a really terrible idea. Continued to do it all throughout the election that was going on all through 2020. This was stoked by not only in Portland, but activists all over the country. And as you've pointed out a hundred times, Glenn, they don't like a normal Democrat or even a left-leaning Democrat. That's not no. who these people are. They're not going to stop because Joe Biden got elected. That's what, what the what the left wanted to use this for. But it's not going to stop because of that. Uh, they're going to keep I'm doing not this even stuff. Th- I, I'm not even sure AOC would be safe in the end. You know, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and all these people, they're, they're just in as much trouble as Ted Wheeler is with this group. You know, once if this group would ever get real power... Uh, they, they don't hate, they, they don't, uh, they, they don't hate, uh, the politicians. They want them eradicated. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're, they're not going to be kind and say, well, we'll wait for the next election and let's see what the American people say about you, Chuck Schumer. They're not going to, I said this when 2009, these people will drag people, including media who are playing footsie with them. They'll drag them out of their, their broadcast chair while live on television and beat them to death in the streets and they won't have us they won't have a second thought because that's who they are that's what they believe yeah you might want to take these people seriously when they start burning down your buildings and attacking police officers it's like they act as if it's some little jokey college protest until it makes them move from their apartment and it's like, well, I, I, it's hard. I, it's, I'm with you. I mean, it's hard to feel intellectual sympathy for this. Of course, as a, you know, that doesn't mean that they yeah, deserve you feel human sympathy. Yeah. But intellectually, if these were just people we were reading about and they weren't, it was history, I would have no sympathy for Ted Wheeler because it's not history and I have no idea what's going to happen and I don't want anything bad to happen to anybody. I do have sympathy, but intellectually, I mean, you don't put the genie back in the bottle. How is Portland or Seattle? How are they going to put this genie back in the bottle without without extreme police force? And who's going to like that? Who's going to do that? I mean, you'd have to hire basically the thugs that are currently on the street to do it. I mean, who's going to who? What good honorable police officer is going to be left in the Seattle or Portland or Minnesota Police Department. And we should point out that uh, the president, uh, the former president now, uh, tried to do something about this and offered help hundreds of times yep. and was ignored yep. and was called a fascist for even offering the help. So, yeah. again, it feels really difficult to muster up sympathy outside of what we're talking about because this is a this was utilized to try to make the president look bad for the past year and now that it's continuing after the election it's like oh gosh like we're really i can't believe what's going on it's like it well i mean you, you brought this upon yourself i mean they they, mm-hmm. they they continually acted as if this was not a real threat when everyone saw buildings on fire and federal buildings being attacked police officers being assaulted no one seemed to care all right let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour it's timeshare termination team Ah, oh, it's spring. Time to throw all that crap that you've accumulated over months and years. Do a little split spring cleaning, right? We're getting a dumpster. I think this week we're getting a dumpster. And I said to my wife, I'll go through your stuff. You go through my stuff and we just dump it. 
Uh, anyway, this year, you might want to think about spring cleaning with a timeshare. I mean, getting out, throwing that in the dumpster. You're not using it. Come on, am I right? But you are paying for it. Timeshare Termination Team is here to get you legally out of your timeshare contract. They have an in-house legal team that will do all of the heavy lifting for you so you don't have to. Let them remove this burden from your shoulders, give you peace of mind that you deserve, and money in your pocket. Timeshare Termination Team, 100% guarantee of getting you out or your money back. Don't keep putting on, putting this off and getting stuck with another year of timeshare you're not going to use. You'll get 20% off if you time, uh, terminate your timeshare and you tell them that I sent you. You get 20% off. So call 888-GET-YOU-OUT. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. 888-438-8688. Or online at timeshareterminationteam.com. 10 seconds, station ID. <laughs> We're going to talk about Mitt Romney and the wonderful, wonderful ovation that he got in uh, Utah here in just a second. First, did you see Caitlyn Jenner saying if you're a biological boy, you shouldn't be in girls' sports? I know. Controversial. A flip flop. Very controversial. That's what we've learned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been reading up uh, um, on this and, you know, uh, she's right. Uh, and it's weird because if I could mention when she was a he... Uh, he was an Olympic athlete, so he knows a little bit of something about this. Now, I don't know if that traveled on with him when he became a she. I'm, I'm actually, I'm 100% positive it did, but I don't think the New York Times would allow you to point that out. Anyway, I'm reading the stories this weekend, and I love this one. Uh, Caitlin's words are huge, but let's look at the numbers because this isn't as black as and black and white as it may seem. While some argue trans girls would naturally perform better in athletes because of higher testosterone levels, that's not entirely true. So then why do we have boys sports and girls sports? Yeah, lump why them all we, in. Lump what, them all in. Then science, no. is, <laughs> science is looking at this again? Why? I, Unreal. I mean, just put them all together. If there's no difference, put them all together. You know why we don't do this? Because everyone knows scientists, and you're destroying your scientific credibility. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So nobody likes to have to pay for car repairs. Not you, not me, not anyone. It's why Jesus didn't have one. Unfortunately, cars break down over time, especially right about the time the warranty goes out on them. I don't know if you've been paying attention to what I've been saying lately, but inflation is already here. Listen to the third hour. I'm going to go into that. Holy cow, is it coming? Uh, It's showing up now in the car industry, partly because of the uh, computer chip shortage. The Ford's saying they're not even going to be able to complete their fleet in this quarter because they can't get the computer chips. Do you know what that means? If one of your computer chips goes down, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Please get coverage now with CarShield, carshield.com. Use the promo code BECK. Uh, your car doesn't care about the savings. Your wallet does. You do. There is a real shortage and real inflation. Please get coverage with CarShield. Carshield.com. Use the promo code uh, BECK right now. 
you can save 10%. A deductible may apply. CarShield.com promo code BECK. And head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn for your Blaze TV subscription. You'll save 10 bucks off it when you use the promo code Glenn. Welcome to the program. It is Monday. Glenn Beck, Stu Brigier, and Pat Gray is joining us from Pat Gray Unleashed, the podcast that you can hear every day, Monday through Friday, uh, here on The Blaze, right before this program airs live. Or you can pick it up later as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right. I want to start with some audio from uh, Utah and the audio of Mitt Romney coming to the stage. Do we have? Do we have it? We don't have it. Okay. Hmm. I don't know how that happened. Uh, let me reenact. I think we had that for my show. Is it not on my show's uh, sheet? Did we? Thank you. Hmm. you yeah, have to assume it was just glorif- glorifying and, and very positive. It was. It was beautiful. Mm. It Other was than the, very the warm round booing, it was it was really warm mm. and fuzzy. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was quite mm. ugly. It was quite ugly. Uh, this is the GOP convention in Utah, uh, and uh, everybody knows how I feel about Mitt Romney. Um, you love him, right? Big fan. You, you adore him. Mm. Adore him. Love him. He's a yeah, Romney head. Him. People call him a Romney head. Uh, he tours the country with other Romney heads. <laughs> yeah, you guys, yeah. you guys did that really good comedy tour together mm-hmm. in. Uh, we in loved 15. it. We loved it. We yeah. loved it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so let me let me let me explain because I was, uh, you know, I was seeing all kinds of articles about this uh, and why Romney was booed and how rude it was and everything else. Um. For for Mitt Romney and the GOP and everybody else to understand what happened. Mitt Romney, I'm sure, is a nice guy. I've met him several times, and he's always been kind and gracious. But I find him phony. After, you know, after meeting with somebody for a few times, uh, when they're not a senator... You can kind of see if they're phony or not as a politician. He's a politician. Now, normally that's not a bad thing, but we're at a time where people don't want politicians. Politicians are perceived as saying one thing, uh, but they actually believe and do something else. And they generally don't like the people who vote for them. They're elitists. Romney said, look, I, I'm, I'm a Republican, as they were still booing him. I'm a Republican. Yes, that's kind of the problem, Mitt. I know this is a Republican convention, but that's kind of the problem. What does that mean? And so the, the GOP in Utah should wake up. You either have to split, which would be a horrible mistake, uh, or you need to recognize that the majority of people that were there that were booing They're kind of booing the GOP as well. And here's why. What does the GOP stand for? Does it stand for the Constitution? Because the Constitution, small government, trust the people to do it themselves. America first without being bigoted. That's what we thought Republicans stood for. But we don't believe that anymore. However, at the same time, you notice they didn't boo Mike Lee. Mike Lee got a standing ovation and no booze. Why is that? 
Mike Lee is not a flamethrower. He's not a bomb thrower. He's not. He doesn't make fun of people. He's not like Donald Trump, because that's what they try to say about anybody who disagrees with people like Mitt Romney. He's Donald Trump. No, Mike is constitutional, even when it goes against what he might wish could be true. See, Mitt and GOP supporters, Mitt has spent the last few years calling half the country bigots, racists, and extremists. And, and he may not have used those words, but through his actions and his lack of defense and cooperation with the senior senator from his state, Mike Lee, he demonstrates it all the time. And quite honestly, the GOP, half of it, is tired of being called a racist, a bigot, or an extremist for believing in the Constitution of the United States of America. That's it. That's all that was about. You disagree, Pat, or no, what are I, your thoughts? I agree completely. I And that's, that's the right forum for what they did with Mitt Romney. They let him know at a political convention what they thought of him. I, I don't like it when... People on the right are doing that to him in public. That's the, you know, that's the Maxine Waters. Uh, yeah, it was cost him on the streets, get in them in their face, and then when he got on that plane, then people were yelling traitor at him. I, I don't like that. That's at all. wrong. That's wrong. I, I don't I, like that either. I, when he's no on the stage, I mean, but he's on the is... stage at the Republican convention. That's the time right. to let him know how you feel about him. Yeah. So, and yeah. I and I it made me uncomfortable. I didn't like it, but that is the appropriate time to yeah. let him know exactly what you feel. That and at the election booth. Right. When he's in public, you just don't say Leave anything. Him alone. You I mean, we have to remember what our moms all taught us. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Now, there is an exception unless you do my job because <laughs> this would be a one-minute show, maybe a 20-second show every day. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, so, you, uh, you know, you, we have to have common decency, and that is the thing that I think, again, Mike Lee represents, common decency. I mean, he can work with anyone. He can work with Bernie Sanders. How is he defined as an extremist? And, and make no mistake, in Utah, that's half of what the GOP calls him. They call him and believe he's an extremist, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because mm-hmm. they're still following an Orrin Hatch kind of yeah. philosophy. The Mike and Levitt, Orrin Hatch people are, are terrible to Mike Lee. Uh, they treat him horrible. like garbage. Yes. Yes. And- he's treated by garbage by surprisingly... A lot of very powerful people in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, let me uh, let me play the audio. You have the audio now. Here he is walking out on stage. <laughs> now you know me as a person who uh, who says what he thinks, and I don't hide the fact that I wasn't a fan of our last president's character issues. <laughs> and I'm also no fan. Wow. <laughs> I mean, this is just a bloodbath. <laughs> Aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> Aren't you embarrassed? And I'm also no but he's saying the all the wrong things. Yeah, look at, he look, is. Look, 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 look. Stop, stop. He's saying all the wrong things. Mm-hmm. He's antagonizing the crowd. Instead of saying, look, I, I take it. I wasn't ashamed, but I take it. I know a lot of people are upset at me. I get it. I get it. Go ahead. Let it out. Go ahead. He's like, Aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
what, I mean, it's just the elitist uh, speaking, I think. You, get, you, you take it like a man on mm-hmm. stage. You take it like a man and you say, I, I, I understand. I get it. I will say this in his defense. He had to know that was coming and he went anyway. And he spoke anyway, and he so he had to. You know, he had to. He kind of had to, but but he yeah. faced it and took it. And uh, how did that decision work out for him? Yeah, not well. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was <laughs> not, not very the right well. Decision. You know, he had to. Maybe he didn't have to. There, there's another side to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean he, he still show. really believes. Yeah, he still really mm. believes that he's you know uh, he he's on the right side, and you know maybe mm-hmm. he is. I don't think so, but maybe he is. He still believes mm-hmm. he's on the right side of 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 history uh, and what is coming. He's still playing a long game. He thinks that you know people like people who follow Mike Lee are extremists and are going to fall by the wayside. I, I don't think so. I mean, I just don't think so. Um, you, you know, we believe we're the the hope of freedom for the future, and I don't see anybody on this side sitting down. Uh, and but he, you know, he he believes that, and what is what makes him even more infuriating. I I, <laughs> I wonder how he is going to fare in his next election. I mean, I don't think people are going to forget this. He, oh, I think he, he loses. That people will forget it. Yeah, I think do he'll you? lose. Yeah, I do. Not to a Democrat, maybe, but he'll be primary and lose to a Republican. Hmm. Uh, that's what I think. A Republican or a constitutionalist? Well, yeah. I will mean, somebody Mike on the right. Have... Yeah, but Mitt Romney's on the right. So, not really. Yeah. I mean, somebody right of Mitt Romney. <laughs> he was, he was the guy who said on that very stage, look, I've been a Republican my whole life. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> a Republican he who has... was pro-abortion for some time in the 90s, if we would remember correctly. A Republican who had Romney care instituted in Massachusetts. That's not much of a Republican. I mean, that's really the main problem with Mitt Romney from the beginning is that He's not really on the right. He's not really terribly conservative. No. 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 Hard to and believe. And he started, he really kind of started out uh, where Orrin Hatch was. And at least Orrin mm-hmm. Hatch started out as a staunch conservative. I right. mean, he was Mike Lee for a while. Uh, and uh, I mean, not quite as good, but he was Mike Lee for a while and then just went to hell in a handbasket. And it was the system that corrupted, and the system is corrupting uh, a, a lot of the GOP all around the country. I was, uh, you know, I kind of, I guess maybe this is a theme, Pat. We were talking earlier. I, I, as a human being, I feel bad for Ted Wheeler. Intellectually, mm-hmm. I don't really feel bad for Ted Wheeler. No, he brought this uh, on himself. I mean, he, yeah. he condoned it for a year, and now all of a sudden, you've had enough. Oh, okay. Well, it's kind of late in the game for that. Yeah. And I kind of feel the same way about Mitt Romney. You know what I mean? Yep. I kind of, you know, he brought this on himself. And intellectually, I have no sympathy. But as a a compassionate human being, oof, that was a a tough one. I wonder if Mike Lee wondered what his ovation would be. 
Yeah, I'm sure he had some trepidation, but it's... <laughs> he wouldn't want to. Can you imagine being the next speaker that is, <laughs> no. you know, it's kind of in some ways it couldn't get worse than that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but in other yeah. ways, you have no idea what's coming. Thanks, Pat. You yep. can listen to Pat Gray Unleashed wherever you get your podcast. Um, Deborah writes in about her experience with Rough Green. She said, I recently adopted an older German shepherd named Ava. I added uh, rough greens to her diet about 10 days ago. I believe it's already helping with her digestion. Oh, my gosh. It's German shepherds have the weirdest digestive system. You know, if they go out and they run and play for like after 30 minutes of eating, their stomach can flip over, tie in a knot, and they can be dead within hours. It's these dogs are. It's not easy being a German shepherd. It's not. And Ava knows it. Well, she says Ava loves the taste. She's always anxious to eat, licks the bowl clean. Her energy is re- improving, and she's adapting well to her new home. I will make Rough Greens a regular addition to her meals. Thank you, Rough Greens, from both me and Ava. All right, here's the thing. Rough Greens, not a dog food. It's a supplement you put on your dog food, and they do lick the bowl clean. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens right now just for your dog to try out. Make sure that your dog likes eating it. All you do is pay for the shipping. You go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. It's 833-GLEN-33. Get the free bag, pay for shipping. Try it out with your dog. If your dog will eat it, Order a full bag of Rough Greens and watch what happens in the months to come. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's uh, Monday. I, uh, you know, they, we were talking a minute ago about Mitt Romney being, being uh, you know, a, a centrist, a moderate. And people like Mike, Mike Lee and the people who believe in the Constitution, they're radicals. They just, they just they want to torch the system. No, they don't. If the system is corrupt, yes, we should. If, it's, if the system is based on the Constitution and following the constitutional guidelines, we don't want that torched. That, that's anarchy. We want the Constitution, and we want the people to actually have their voice heard in fair elections, and we want uh, the uh, voice of the people to be ruled th- through our representatives. We don't want our representatives to go to Washington and be bought out by lobbyists or by the pressure of the party. Now, let me ask you. The reason why the Democrats uh, won is, well, several reasons, but one of them is everybody thought that Joe Biden was a moderate. Can we stop thinking that joe biden is a moderate we told you he wouldn't be a moderate we told you he was one of the most liberal senators in uh, congress he was not a moderate he's not a centrist he he has dropped the radical pose and he is he is posing as a moderate let me let me let me go over this there's a great story from uh, byron york uh, in his daily memo, and he, he asked the question, if Biden is a centrist, why do leftists love him so much now? The guy who started the daily costs, okay, and net roots, uh, the uh, organization, this guy, when Joe Biden was running, he tore him apart. He was for uh, Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders, anybody on the far left. And uh, he said, you know, this guy did the crime bill. 
this guy is a nightmare. He's not going to do anything. He's going to take us back to the Obama years. That's what he says. And that's not enough. Well, now he's happily admitting that he was wrong about Biden. After 100 days in office, can anyone argue that Biden's agenda would look that different from Warren's or even Bernie's? A man with the entire career of state institutionalist centrism is now forging the most progressive presidency since FDR. Listen to the audio from AOC this weekend. One thing that I will say is that I do think that um, the Biden administration and President Biden has definitely exceeded expectations that progressives had. Uh, You know, I'll be frank, I think a lot of us expected a much more conservative administration. Um, And I think that his not only what has ultimately come out, but the active invitation and willingness and collaboration uh, with progressives in his first 100 days um, or almost 100 days uh, has been very impressive. Wow. So uh, when are our neighbors going to wake up that they've actually elected Bernie Sanders and not some moderate? I have a feeling soon with inflation the way it's going. I'll explain later. It's the Glenn Beck program.